0: Chapter um, verses three through five. I don't think I read it on last week, and so um we will look at it today in Second Corinthians, the tenth chapter, verses three through. 5. Alright, you will find it it was written there, these words, though we walk in the flesh, we do not war after the flesh, for the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds, casting down imaginations, and every high thing that exalted itself against the knowledge of God and bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. And so we started this series on imagination, on imaginations. And so last week, uh, those that were on, we we talked about imaginary conversations, pulling down pictures, Living with thieves, out with the trash, and then I gave you all some uh, action uh, exercises. And one of the action exercises was you are supposed to this week write down all of the negative and all of the positive imaginations, dreams, thoughts that come that that would come to your mind. Of course, we're not going to discuss it on here. Don't worry about it. Don't worry, we're not going to discuss this. You're going to have to tell us what's been going through your mind. Because I really don't want to know, amen, what's been going through some of, some of y'all's minds. Amen. And so that's what we discussed on last on last week. And so this week, let's get right into it because we've got a lot we have to cover here tonight. I'm going to need y'all to follow closely. If you have any questions, please write your questions in the chat. Write your questions in the chat. Amen. Write your questions in in the chat. And then uh, my co-host Brother Michael will assist in making sure that I see the questions and try to give you an answer if possible. And so tonight we're going to talk about whispers in your ears. Whispers in your ears. A whole lot of noise going on. A whole lot of noise. And I told you all on last week when I was introducing this lesson that a lot of times when something is loud and when it's just, oh, lonesome and just get on your nerves, it's easy for us to just kind of, you know, block that out of our minds, tell a person to be quiet or whatever, tell them we don't want to deal with it right now the whole nine yards. But whispers are a little different, okay? So in, in order for somebody to whisper, First of all, that person has to be close, okay? And that person is that not speaking loud. It's the whispers that we have to be careful. All throughout, when you look all throughout the day, there are different people, different things whispering in our ears, okay? Whispering in our ears. Let me ask you a question. Have you felt like you just wanted to, at one time or another, just give up and quit? Monday come around, or for some, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday come around in the morning time, and uh, you just want to turn the alarm clock completely off and just pull the covers over your head and say, I'm done. I'm I'm just, I'm done. I'm quite sure all of us, all of us uh, have been to that place at one time or another. So it's very important, and we're going to see Uh, In this lesson, it's very important that we understand that uh, one of the surest signs of spiritual attack against the mind is the feeling that you want to throw up your hands and surrender. I think this is very important. One of the surest signs of spiritual attack against the mind is the feeling that you want to just throw up your hands and surrender. Okay? I keep telling you time and time again that spiritual battles are not fought with fleshly weapons. Uh, Scripture declares in our text that we read in verse 3, for though we walk in the flesh, we do not War after the flesh. And so spiritual warfare, and that's what we're dealing with, because a lot of it, whether we believe it or not, has to deal with us being in a spiritual warfare. We try to put it on everything else. But we're going to I'm going to show you tonight how, how, how the majority of it, especially for believers, how it is a spiritual warfare. Spiritual warfare is not mysterious. It's, it's, it's not magical. Okay. What is it? It is, it is basically using the word of God and your delegated authority to oppose demonic opposition against you. Let me say that again. All right. It's not nothing mysterious. It's not magical. How do we, how, how do we deal with it? Okay. What is really spiritual warfare? Spiritual warfare for us is us using the word of God and our authority to oppose demonic opposition that's against us, okay? Did you all know that the Holy Spirit, the Holy Ghost is still giving us understanding of the ghostly, or let me say, the supernatural powers that battle against us in the unseen realm, okay? Scripture says what we wrestle not against Flesh and blood so I, 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 so I want to make that very plain here tonight, and I oftentimes say it, I said, if you could see it, you shouldn't be fighting it, and we spend the most of our time, if we would be honest, we spend most of our time fighting the things that we can see, okay, but that's not that's not the warfare that we are a part of, okay this is a spiritual warfare, and so the apostle Paul he makes it clear that we are in a spiritual war, and and so he he just declares that 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 the weapons of our warfare now they are not carnal but mighty to God to the pulling down of strongholds. And I know we like to read the Bible and we like to you know get to understand the Bible and everything like that. But one thing that we need to understand is that before we attack principalities and powers let us learn how to pull down the warring thoughts and imaginations that rise within us. (laughs) Okay? You know, it talks about principalities and powers and wickedness and high places. Okay, before we even get there, we have to learn, okay, uh, how to pull down the warring thoughts and imaginations that rise within us.
1: And so Paul, 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 he exhorted us, casting down imaginations. Casting
0: down imaginations. Now, of course, an imagination is an image. I told y'all, it's an image. Uh, it's a picture in the
1: spirit of your mind of something unseen. Okay, don't forget, it's not real. Okay? Something that exists only in the imagination is not real. Remember I told you, unless you give life to it. Stop giving life yeah, okay, to what's not real or to your
0: imagination. Now, don't answer this question, please. Don't answer this question. and Don't look a certain way. Everybody just look the same way that you've been
1: looking since you've been on. But I wanna ask you this question, have you experienced an imagination today? Have you experienced an imagination today? Don't answer. Because in the next question i want to ask you is what did you do with it? Okay. What did you do with it? Did you cast it down and move ahead? Or did you make a cup of tea, a cup of coffee, and got you some biscuits and sat down at the table and entertained it? Okay. And so 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 Paul says, okay, when carnal, vain imaginations come to our minds, we have to pull them down. We have to cast them completely out. Okay? Because spiritual warfare is is, is serious. Spiritual warfare is serious, okay? And if there's ever a time that we better believe it, we better believe it now, because a lot of things that's taking place, even in the world, a lot of things that's happening around us, a lot of things that's happening on your job, okay? A lot of that is spiritual warfare. It is, it's spiritual warfare. So some of those people that you work with are very nice people, but all of a sudden they, they start to turn out to be the booger man and the booger woman. Why? It's not them. Watch this, because realistically they're very nice people. They're very loving people. Okay, but what's happening is in the spirit realm, the, the, the devil, the demonic forces. And we're going to deal with that tonight. Demonic forces. Don't nobody get scared. Oh Lord, you talking about demons? You know, you might have a bunch of demons running around your house right now. You don't even know it. You got to learn how to identify it. Stop calling it different stuff and putting different names to it. The only way that we're going to be able to cast these these things out is we're going to have to be able to identify what they are. Come on here. Somebody say amen. Just let me see your lips move. Say amen. Amen. We're going to have to identify who they are. So, So spiritual warfare is very serious. It's very serious. Okay. And and, and spiritual warfare, look, look at this, against the mind releases fear, confusion, despair, and offense. Spiritual warfare against the mind. Releases fear, confusion, despair, and offense. Paul tells us something, though, in 2 Timothy, the first chapter, verse 7. Write it down. I know you know it already. All right? Scripture says such things do not come from God. All right? Fear don't come from God. Confusion don't come from God. Despair and offense, it does not come from God. For what it says in 2 Timothy 1 and 7, for God hath not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. All right, somebody write in the chat. God has given me a sound mind. Come on, put it in there. The devil is a liar. The devil trying to make you feel like you're getting ready to lose your mind. That's a trick of the enemy. God has given me a sound mind. You couldn't find your keys. You thought you was going to go crazy. That's the devil is a liar. God has given me a sound mind. okay. He gives us power. He gives us love. He gives us a, a sound mind. And so let's, 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 let's start now. Let's start. Let's start. Let's start. But first, I want to deal with tonight the gray haze. The gray haze. The gray haze. Write that down. The gray haze
0: okay
1: and when i when i when i when i when i talk about the gray haze i'm really talking about confusion <laughs> let's 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 talk about
0: confusion okay let's talk about confusion because you need to understand that corrupt in other words, when we use the word corrupt, of course, I told you last week, it's tainted, perverted, or distorted, okay? Tainted, perverted, or distorted.
1: Corrupt imaginations can affect sound judgment and inject confusion into your life. Corrupt imagination. Okay, and, and, and left unchecked, left unrestrained, they will release uncertainty and cause difficulty with solving problems, staying attentive, and remaining focused. I need y'all to hear me on this. Okay, corrupt, tainted, perverted, distorted imaginations can affect sound judgment then what it does is it injects confusion into our lives, okay? If we don't put it in check, if we don't cast it down, if we don't rebuke it, then what it does, it it releases uncertainty, and and listen, then it causes difficulty with solving problems, staying attentive, and remaining focused, okay? Confusion. In other words, uncertainty, chaos, misunderstanding, is like a gray haze that dares you to enter. It's like a gray haze that dares you to enter. That's one of the devil's tools that he tries to use against the people of God or believers is confusion. Okay. Mental darkness is the symptom of a weapon that clouds truth. And that is why its its, it's source needs to be justly observed. Now, let me say this. Let me say this. Because somebody said, I didn't know how to solve a problem today. Do you do that mean that The devil's messing with me. You know, I got to cover everything. The answer is no, not all the time. Sometimes a lack of rest. Sometimes some of us just need to go to sleep. (laughs) Okay. Sometimes people just, just, just a lack of rest, staying up too many hours, you know, just going and running, especially in this heat. Okay. It causes us to become a little confused. We don't think we don't have the energy. How about our health? Bad health does it, okay? And then, of course, uh, 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 this information, okay? All of these affects our ability to solve problems or to clear our thoughts. But now, you have to understand, don't just blame everything on you need rest. Don't blame everything on you got bad health. Don't blame everything that you don't have the information, because at other times it is the result of spiritual attacks, okay? Warfare within your mind that produces mixed up thinking. Now, here's the thing. We must know the difference. You have to know the difference. You have to know when you need rest, when it's your health, when it's disinformation, or when it is a spiritual attack against your mind, okay? And so here's what I need you all to remember. When you deal with the gray area, when you deal with the haze, okay? When the haze assaults, remember this, God is not the author of confusion, but of peace. So so anytime there's confusion, please understand it's not God. He's not the author of confusion. He's a God of peace. Confusion, remember, uncertainty, chaos, misunderstanding, It's it's like a gray haze. We got to deal with the gray hazes of our life. And then we have to understand that as we deal with it, that God is not the author of it. Okay? Often confusion is a spiritual attack against our mind that has little or nothing to do with the general circumstances surrounding us. And so when attacked by confusion... Here's what we need to do. Plead the blood of Jesus. Is there anybody that still believe in the blood of Jesus? <laughs> we grew up on pleading the blood of Jesus. That's right. When you have confusion in your mind, don't be going to the dictionary trying to figure out why you have it. No, plead the blood of Jesus. All right? This is very important. Plead the blood over your mind. And watch, and guess what? When you do it, Watch the cloudiness disappear, disappear like the morning fog at sunrise. Because I mean y'all know the blood still works. Ah, thank you, Jesus. The blood still works. And so whenever there's confusion, whenever you feel like life is cloudy, whenever there's chaos, okay? Because the devil always likes for there to be chaos and confusion. He loves to keep things stirred up. Come on. He loves to keep it stirred up in your home, stirred up on your job. He'll stir it up in the church. I ain't coming to church today because I can't stand sister so-and-so. All he wanted you to do was fall out with that person so you wouldn't come to church because he don't want you to be with the other saints and he don't want you to hear the word of God. All right? And unless you pull it down, rebuke the devil, plead the blood, okay? then the devil, he'll get the best of you. But when you plead the blood of Jesus, you can watch that, watch it, watch it disappear. All right, watch it disappear. And so so next I'm gonna deal with, and, and I'm moving right along because I, I wanna get through this, the majority of this tonight. I wanna deal with lonely winters. All of this has something to do with, with, with we're still dealing with the whispers in your ear. Lonely winters. Now, of course, we don't experience winters like other places, like back east and different things like that. But even with a little bit of rain that we get sometimes during the winter time, <laughs> okay, even 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 that, and, you know, right around Christmas time, and it's raining outside, and you're playing your Christmas music, and and, you, and some of y'all got your fireplace going and everything like that. The devil will tell you, boy, it's so lonely up in here, ain't it? So is lonely. Okay, we're talking about lonely winters okay, you name it whatever you want you, you could also have lonely summers, you can have lonely falls come up all right because I want you to understand how i'm I'm using this lonely winters, and you'll see uh, let me first of all say sad news can sad news can release despair, okay sad news always release despair, anguish, hopelessness, despondency. none of us like sad news, okay yet. Dismay from spiritual warfare usually has nothing to do with a winter story. Now, listen, all of us have a winter story. (laughs) Every last one of us have a winter story because despair feels like a lonely winter. Have anybody ever been in despair? Come on, let's just be honest. Let's be honest for a minute, you know. Full of anguish, and have anybody been hopeless? Come on, hopeless, desponded. Okay, what is it? What, 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 what Pastor? I don't know. Maybe I don't know if I, I don't know if I've quite ever uh, uh, uh been there. Okay, maybe you don't know whether or not you've been there. Well, well, well. Here it is. Here it is, right here. When when I talk about that despair, feels like a lonely winter. It is the unpredictable notion that everything is wrong and nothing will turn out well.
0: Yeah, Pastor, your um, screen's not showing the the slide; it's showing your lesson.
1: It ain't showing the slide; it's showing my lesson. All right, well, y'all do the lesson. <laughs> Thank there you, you Michael. Despair feels like a lonely winter, and so therefore, it is the unpredictable notion that everything is wrong, and nothing will turn out well. It is an attack against hope. Now let me ask you, have anybody ever been there when it just seems like everything, everything is just going wrong? Looks like nothing you can do can be right. It just feels like everything is wrong. (laughs) Okay? Nothing turns out well. But here's what you need to understand. It's an attack against hope. Uh Uh-oh. It's an attack against hope. You all know what uh, Hebrews 11 and 1 says? Write the scripture down. Now, faith is... The substance of things hoped for. The evidence of things not seen. Now I want you to chew on that for just a minute or two. It's the substance of things hoped for. The evidence of things not seen. Let me tell you something. Notice something. Faith activates hope that resides in the unseen realm within. Faith activates hope. Don't miss this. That resides in the unseen realm within. And so since faith activates hope, hope is the stuff that dreams are made of. Think about that. Hope is the ingredient, okay, that your dream is made of. Because please remember, a dream is not real. <laughs> dream is not real. Some of y'all, we've had good dreams, we've had bad dreams. Aren't you glad that all of your dreams have not come true? And some of y'all looking like I'm mad because some of them didn't come through too. See, I'm looking at you. <laughs> I'm looking at y'all. Okay? But the hope, hope is the ingredients that dreams are made of. And so, what pastor, what are you saying? I'm saying, in the midst of everything that's going on, don't give up hope. I don't care, I don't care how many conversations you hear in your head. And how many directions you're being pulled in, what's whispering at you, what's hollering at you, what's yelling at you, however you want to put it. Don't lose hope. That's what the devil wants us to do. Okay? That's what he wants. And so that is why the spirit of this world attacks it so. If the enemy can destroy your Hope then guess what He can disarm your faith (laughs) And then if he Disarms your faith guess what Now you're you're living in the gray haze You're living in confusion Come on sometimes Y'all need to believe Sometimes that's all we have is our faith You ain't got no money (laughs) Sometimes all we have is our faith. You may not have nobody that you can confide in and talk to. Sometimes all we have is our faith. And so what's this? If the enemy, we always talk about the enemy attacking our faith, and we don't tell people, no, don't let him attack your hope. Don't give up hope. okay? Because when he destroys our hope, he disarms our faith. And so those times when you feel like quitting and the whole world is against you, okay? Those are sure signs that victory is right at the door. Hey, did I just say that? My God, that's a sure sign. Victory's at the door. So here's what you have to do. Pick up your double-edged sword and slay that feeling. Somebody need to pick up a sword tonight. Get your machete. They got them at Home Depot for $5.99. They sharp too. Get you a spiritual machete. That's what I meant. Sister Carla put and swing. You got to you got to cut the head off of that thing. Stop moping and complaining and, and, and relaxing and fixing it dinner and sleeping with it. And I didn't say kill nobody. I mean, you know, in the spirit realm. In the spirit realm, you got to slay that thing, don't entertain it, slay it when that thought comes to your mind, slay it. Okay, slay it because the devil wants us to lose hope, and the devil don't care nothing about us quoting songs. My hope is built on nothing less than Jesus Christ and his righteousness, and I dare not trust. No sweeter frame, but totally lean on Jesus' name. On Christ, the solid rock I stand when all other ground are sinking sand on Christ, the solid rock. That sounds good, but is it the truth in your life? Soon as something happens, you go the complete opposite of what you just saying. Come on here, somebody. I just want to talk. Pick up your double-edged sword. Slay that feeling, that hopelessness, that nobody loves me, nobody cares. Come on here, somebody. Look like I'm doing everything. Thank God you're able to do everything. You could not be able to do nothing. Stop complaining. I'm doing everything. But praise the Lord, I get to do everything. You could be in a condition, in a shape where you can't do nothing. People have to do everything for you. And then you get in that shape, then you're going to be mad because you can't do nothing. <laughs> come on here. I'm walking down somebody's street. Amen. I ain't going to knock on nobody's door tonight, though. Don't worry. But I'm going to show, come in our neighborhoods. <clears throat> and show, 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 show. Let's deal with that. Deal with hope. Let's, let's God, come on, through your situation. Things are going to get better. Hey, things are going to get better, because I have hope. And my hope is that things are going to get better, and I'm going to hold on to that, okay? I'm going to hold on to that, that, I'm, that I can make it. Now I'm going to deal with the something. And now I'm going to move on. This is all a part of it, because let's get a little deep now. We're going to get deep now. Am I sharing the right screen? I believe I am. Let's look at picture witchery. Uh oh. Picture, pictured. Let's just say pictured. Put a D on that. Witchery. Somebody might say, okay, what is witchery? Witchery is just the practice of witchcraft. Uh oh. Lord have mercy. It's the practice of witchcraft. Pastor, why are you talking to us about witchcraft? Uh huh. You're going to see in a minute. It's the practice of witchcraft. It's an act of witchcraft. And then watch this. It's an irresistible fascination. An irresistible fascination. I'm going to let y'all chew on that one for a minute. I don't do no witchcraft. No, I'm not saying the Lord rebuke you in the name of Jesus. I don't believe in all that stuff. I ain't spooky like that. All right, we got to be careful. Really. We got to be careful. You know, when we were kids who we grew up you said If a black cat crossed the, your pad, you had to put your hand up on the ceiling of the car. Some of y'all still throwing salt over your shoulder. Come on here. Slay that thing. Some of y'all still got a lucky rabbit. You ain't got a no rabbit's foot. Cut that foot up. The devil is a liar. Come on. Y'all, y'all ain't going to like this lesson, but I'm going to tell you, this is my lucky charm. The devil is a liar. Okay? Ain't no such thing as a lucky charm. Okay? The black ball and the calling in the psychic line and read my palm. Stop it. Those are demonic forces. You're being used by demonic forces. Okay? And so... It's a irresistible fascination. That's a part of witchcraft. So you thought you had to be a witch <laughs> in order to practice witchcraft. No, you don't. You could be a church mother and practice witchcraft. You could be a missionary. You could be a bishop. We have the title, let me say. All right? And so confusion can also be the result, watch this, of witchcraft that whispers in your ear. Don't y'all get nervous now. Don't get nervous. Don't pass out. Okay? But I got to let y'all know this. Confusion can be the result of witchcraft that whispers in your ear. Don't holler at you in whispers. Okay? And so witchcraft is a spiritual force. I'm going to put this on the screen because some of y'all might want to take a picture of it. And so I want to make sure you get it. So, so. Witchcraft is a spiritual force that battles against the spirit of your mind. Ungodly imaginations. For example, can have you entertaining works of the flesh and take you right out of the spirit. Take you right out of the spirit. That's why it's very important that we allow the refreshing waters of the Holy Spirit to constantly Refresh our hearts and our minds and our spirits. It's important, saints. There's a, uh, in the Mojave Desert, it's it's, it's a desert here in California, that they have a tree, it's called a a Joshua tree. It's a Joshua tree, And, and, and it's out there in the Mojave Desert, okay? That tree gets no, that tree gets no water, it gets no nothing, okay, it's just out there, okay, and sometimes life without the Holy Spirit, it'll make you feel that you are surrounded by the desert and void of refreshing waters of the Holy Spirit, but now here's the difference between that tree and us, they have what's called desert trees, they have desert plants. Did you not know you can get desert plants? Plant desert plants around your house. You don't even have to water them. They're going to live. That's why they're called desert plants. Okay? We are not spiritual desert plants. Some Somebody said, well, I'm a spirit. Don't, 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 don't get off here talking about you a spiritual desert plant. You're going to be parched. You're going to die. Okay, and ye shall be like a tree planted by what? The rivers of waters. You're gonna bring forth fruit in your season. That's how you got to get your mind to think. And so consequently, those who live according to their own hearts, their own imaginations, their own thought processes they walk in spiritual parchness. They, they, they always spiritual drought. They're in a spiritual drought. Let, let, let me put some scripture on this real quick. Because this is very uh, uh, th- 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 this is very important. In, in fact, you guys turn to your Bible, Jeremiah. I told you to have your Bibles. Jeremiah. <laughs> Let's look at Jeremiah, the uh ninth chapter. Jeremiah the ninth chapter. Yeah. Let's deal with this for a few minutes. Jeremiah the ninth chapter. And I believe I want to go right down to about the 13th verse. Yeah, Jeremiah the 9th chapter, verses 13 and, um, and 14. Look what it says. It says, And the Lord saith, Because they have forsaken my law, which I set before them, and have not obeyed my voice. Now that's key. Out of all the voices that you hear in your head, you better obey God's voice. They have not obeyed my voice, neither walked therein. Verse 14, here it is but have walked after the imagination of their own heart, Uh, okay, and after Balaam, which their fathers taught them. Now, I want y'all to get this. Keep the Bibles open. Read it again to yourself. Okay, they 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 have forsaken my law, which I set before them. They have walked after the imagination. In other words, after the inspiration, the inventiveness, creativity of their own minds. Some I mean, of y'all know people create things in their own minds. You gotta be very careful. They create things in their own minds, and then that's what they walk after. This is what the prophet is telling us. Now, real quick, if you know anything about the prophet Balaam, Balaam was a darkened prophet that ministered in in, in divination and witchcraft because of a covetous heart. In other words, he was a prophet, but he dealt with witchcraft. Write down Numbers 22 and 7. And you're going to discover there, he sold out God's chosen for the rewards of definition. Power, prestige, and power. Be careful going after power and prestige and money. Be careful. Because when that spirit comes upon you, To want more. Want more. There's a spirit of want more. (laughs) Never satisfied with what we have. That goes against what Paul says. Whatever state I find myself in, be content. All right. Balaam. In other words. He was doing it for his own benefit. Now. Back in those days, it was a common practice to buy off the profit. Did y'all know you could buy the profit off? And there was plenty of profits who, who could be bought off if you crossed their palm with enough money. They would buy the profits off. <laughs> and you know what? sad to say? A lot of prophets, apostles, bishops, preachers, pastors, I'm going to say it, that you could just about buy out today. Give them enough money, you can buy them out. Yeah, I said it. Y'all go spread that. You do whatever you want to do in their church as long as you give enough money. Can I tell, I don't care how much money you give, (laughs) I'll, I'll put you out. I don't care how much money you give. <laughs> Come on, somebody, you can't, you can't, you can't buy. You shouldn't be able to buy the preacher. But back then, that's what they did. But it's because of Balaam, Balaam was one of the main ones. Okay, he ministered in divination, hmm. and so thoughts that take us. Out of the spirit are evidence of the spiritual war against our minds. Okay, We got to deal with it because it's a spiritual warfare going up, up in here. Okay? And so then we have to do something. We have to beware of the fate. We have to beware of the outcome. The doom of the foolish Galatians. Come on, let's go to some more scripture. Galatians, the third chapter. Galatians, the third chapter. And I just want to look at the first part of Galatians 3 and 1. Just the first. Really just the, the, the Galatians 3 and 1a. I call it 1a. <clears throat> look what it says. Oh, foolish Galatians. Who hath bewitched you <laughs> that ye should not obey the truth? Who's bewitched you? <laughs> Who've come along and caused so much confusion in your head? <laughs> who whispered in your ear? <laughs> okay, who whispered in your ear and they bewitched you? You're not even thinking the way you normally think. You've been bewitched. You might not be riding on no broom, but you've been bewitched not to obey the truth. Well, let's read the rest of it. Before whose eyes Jesus Christ have been evidently set forth, crucified among you. I got to explain that scripture to you all. Let me explain it because I want to explain it because the Galatian believers, watch this. They had become fascinated by the false teachers' arguments. Okay, almost as though an evil spell had been cast on them. And watch this. That's the reason why in the in the um, uh, Bible discovery we had on Sunday, it dealt with the responsibilities of teachers. Okay. And how teachers have an effect on people. What I'm teaching you all here tonight, I got to be very careful, because it's gonna it's gonna affect you one way or the other. <laughs> it will. And God's gonna hold me accountable. Okay, God's gonna hold me accountable for what I'm teaching you all here tonight. That's why I just cannot just pop up on here and just lollygag and teach you this when it comes to your mind and imaginations and the work of the devil. I can't assume you already know it. I can't. You should know it, but I'm not going to assume that you already know it. Okay, and so that's that's what they they were doing with their false teachings, with their false arguments. It was as if they were putting a spell on the people. But you got to remember, magic was common in Paul's days. Come on, write down Acts the, the eighth chapter, verses nine through eleven. I don't have time to go through it, but write it down. Read it later. So magic was common. And so what would happen is magicians, they used both optical illusions and Satan's power to perform miracles. Uh Uh-oh. And the people were drawn into the magicians' mysterious rites without recognizing their dangerous source. I'm going to say it again. They were, oh my God, they had both optical illusions and Satan power to perform miracles. Uh-oh. So, Pastor, are you trying to tell me that all miracles are not of God? That's exactly what I'm trying to tell you, and you need to believe it. Don't get excited because somebody could call your name. Go to the Del Mar Fair. Go to the site, quit play, Don't even play them games. Y'all ain't listening to me. So I said, Pastor, we ain't gonna be able to do nothing in a minute. We're not gonna even be able to drive to the store. Don't 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 pay five dollars for somebody to tell you your name. That's a spirit. Come on, somebody. Somebody say, Help me, Holy Ghost. That's a spirit. You already know your name. And you think it's fun. <laughs> She rubbed the palm of my hand and told me my birthday. No, I'm going to show you something else she probably done did to you. (laughs) And you don't even know it. I'm trying to help us here tonight. And here was the thing. Some of the believers in Galatia may have been in Jerusalem at Pentecost and, and could have received the Holy Ghost there. And so they knew that They had not received God's spirit by obeying the Jewish laws. And this is very important here because false teachers back in that day used to help help persuade the Galatians by telling them that the law was a part of salvation. (laughs) You got to be careful who table you eat at. Laws and rules are not a part of Salvation there's only one name whereby we can be saved. Not a hundred laws and rules whereby we become saved. One name we become saved. But if they could get them, watch this, if they could get them okay, to follow all of these rules and all these laws, then that way they could always have control over them. You don't want nobody to have control over you but God. Somebody ought to shout, but God. Now, yes, you have to have rules. Yes, you have to have regulations, but not to the point of where they control you. You become fascinated by them. All right. Let, oh, I'm not going to say that. Let me move on. Paul stressed, okay, that, that, that just as they begin their Christian lives in the power of the Spirit, so should they grow by the Spirit's power. That's the only way we're going to grow. Okay? It was the Spirit of God that drew you. It was the Spirit of God that saved you. It's the Spirit of God that fills you. Let it be the Spirit of God that directs you and calls you to grow. You don't need nothing else. You don't have to dibble and dabble over here and back over here and back over here. Let the Spirit do it. I'm talking about the Holy Ghost. So the Galatians had taken a step backwards when they had decided to insist on keeping the Jewish laws. And so we must realize that we grow spiritually because of God's work in us by his spirit. Don't let nobody whisper nothing else in your ear. Don't let nobody else whisper. Because there it is in Galatians, the third chapter, verses one, two, three. Okay, some thoughts are, are uh-oh, uh-oh. I gotta tell you guys this. Some faults are works of witchcraft within your imagination. Some thoughts are works of witchcraft within your imagination. Don't miss that, some thoughts are works of witchcraft within your imagination. Okay, notice what he said, bewitching imaginations that led you away from God's principles and precepts into the flesh, okay? Those those, those need to be bound and cast down. There it is. You got to bind it quick. You got to cast it down. Don't become bewitched. Now, did you all know that witchcraft works best inside one's imaginations? Enchanted images are simply focal points that the prince of the power of the air uses to attempt to steal Christ's abundant life within you. <clears throat> enchanted images you know there is a prince of, of of the power of the air that's satan he's trying to take it from you he's going to whisper a whole lot of stuff okay y'all go to galatians 5 go to galatians 5 real quick <clears throat> galatians the 5th chapter look at verse number 18 through 20 Yeah, let's look at it. But if you be led of the spirit, you are not under the law. Now, here it is. Now, the works of the flesh. Didn't I tell you which craft works best inside of your imagination? The works of the flesh are manifest, which are these, adultery, fornication, uncleanness, luxuriousness, idolatry. Oh, I see something. Witchcraft, hatred, variance, variance—you know what that means? That means inconsistency, emulations, wrath, strife, seductions, heresies, whatever that is—all of that is the work of the flesh. Witchcraft works best inside of one's imagination. So so witchcraft is a work of the flesh because people watch this have the power to cast down those imaginations. Either you can cast it down or you can entertain them. Okay? Beware of the ritual of pictured witchery. <laughs> Some of y'all said, I never would practice witchcraft. Uh Uh-uh, no, 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 not me. Come on, we better get it together. We could have been practicing it and not knowing it. Somebody say amen. Somebody say, oh, my God, we weren't expecting this tonight. I know you wasn't. (laughs) Ha-ha. But it's the truth. Look at here. You give life to an imagination by speaking it. Scripture declares that life and death are in the power of your tongue. And so you must be careful what you speak because the world of the spirit doesn't operate on what you mean. It operates on what you say. Yeah. Don't miss that. You must be careful what you speak because the world of the Spirit doesn't operate on what you mean. I really meant nobody care what you meant. It operates on what you say. <laughs> it's not a matter of what you meant <clears throat> because here's Scripture. Go to Mark 11, 23. Come on, get there real quick. Mark eleven twenty three. Look what he say. For verily I say unto you, that whosoever shall say unto this mountain, Be thou removed, and be thou cast into the sea, and here it is, shall not doubt in his heart. But shall believe that those things which he saith shall come to pass. He shall have whatsoever he saith. So whatever you say, that's what's going to happen. Well, come on here. Get rid of the negative speech. Whatever you say, come on here. Be careful what you say. And as simple as this may sound, me and Gary Jr. went golfing the other day. And uh, I got me some new golf clubs, and I tried to figure them out and everything. So right now, when I hit the ball, it goes all over the place. Because, Brother Chris, I'm trying to figure them out. And so I was sitting there getting ready to drive. And then I got, go to drive, and the ball go way over to the left. Get to the next hole. Go to drive the ball, go all the way to the right. So by the time I got to the third hole, I would say, Gary Jr., all my balls keep going to the left. And I'd hit and go to the left. I said, Gary Jr., now watch this ball on the next hole. Gary Jr., watch this ball. It's going to go way over there. Boom, swing, go way over there, hit the roof of somebody's house. So finally, when we got to one of the holes, I said, I said, Gary Jr., watch this ball. gonna." And Gary said, Dad, why you always talk so negative? Before you shoot your shot. Now, when he said that to me, the spirit hit me. I didn't want him to know it. Because that's what we do. I said to myself, why don't you just, I told him, why don't you mind your business? Now, the spirit is working on me, but I'm telling him to mind his business. Y'all know how we do. Come on. And so he said, stop, stop talking negative when you get up to shoot your shot. And so I said, this ball is gonna go straight. Boom! The ball went straight. I'm telling y'all the truth. Next hole we got dressed in. Now I'm gonna hit, I said, Gary, I'm gonna hit this ball right at that sand trap. But it ain't gonna go in the sand trap, but I'm gonna hit it because that's the distance I want. Boom! Guess where that ball went? Right in front of that sand trap. I said, look at God. I said, words, words have power. Y'all, be careful what you say, don't be so negative. Some of y'all negative even when you pray. You pray thinking God ain't gonna do it. Then don't even pray. Whatsoever you ask, if you what? Believe and do not doubt. Don't let the devil whisper doubt in your mind. Don't let him do it. All right, when you speak, watch this, when you speak, The imaginations that attack your mind, you prophesy over your life. Somebody, you need to hear this. When you speak the imaginations that attack your mind, you prophesy over your life. So be cautious with your words because speaking vain imaginations, watch this, an activity of your flesh is a form of witchcraft according to the scripture. It's a form of witchcraft. And I've got to deal with this before I let you go. Others, other people may have witchy thoughts about you. <laughs> other people can have witchy thoughts. Witchy. W (laughs) Thoughts about you And watch this And speak them over you you would be surprised Some people speak stuff on you And when they do Watch this They give life to them And then they pass that assignment on Come on here Listen to me They pass that assignment on Now You must deal with those spoken words. You got to deal with them. Because not only was the imagination working within their imagination leading to wrong conclusions, but now they have released the assignment of that uh, imagination against your life. And when they do it releases confusion. <laughs> sometimes, sometimes you wonder what's going on. Somebody done released something. <laughs> Somebody done released something on you. Come on, so I something. I know y'all. I, know. I don't believe in voodoo and all that stuff. You might not believe in voodoo. I don't believe in voodoo either. But I do believe in demonic spirits. <laughs> okay? I do believe in demonic spirits. Okay? Witchcraft is real. People that speak things on your life in a negative way. But here, watch this. If this happens to you, don't receive what they speak. Hey! Don't receive it. Don't contemplate it. Don't even think about it. Okay? Don't even think about it. Don't agree with them. Don't even repeat it. Hey, y'all ain't talking back here to me Bind it up and cast it down Put a period behind it Come on here Somebody may say for an example I was thinking about you last night And recommend I, I want to recommend that you double lock your doors tonight Because I feel danger in the air The devil is a liar Nobody care what you feeling <laughs> Hey y'all, 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 come on Nobody care what you feeling I feel danger in the air Okay? Don't receive that. That you feel danger in the air. (laughs) Somebody might say you know, I just got a feeling you getting ready to get sick. You tell them the devil is a liar. I rebuke that assignment. They try to put an assignment on you. You getting ready to lose everything you have. I rebuke that. The spirit told me to tell you, I like to know what spirit Take it back to that spirit. I rebuke that. That is not of God. By his stripes I'm healed. Come on here. My God shall supply all my needs according to his riches up in glory. I don't have to receive your assignment. Do not give life to other people's fleshly arms. Don't give life. Don't give life. Jesus said, I come that you might have life. Come on, and that you might have it more abundantly. Mm. Let me help y'all tonight, and I'm almost done. I'm almost done. When spoken, vain imaginations release demonic assignments through fear. When spoken. If someone releases fear at you through one of their imaginations, bind it up. You can declare God's truth over your life by saying no weapon that's formed against me shall prosper in Jesus' name. And then remember that warring against imaginations means that you you chain every thought, every word, every imagination to the word of God. Even the gossiping words spoken by others. Yeah. Chain it up to the word of God. Some folks are taken out by imaginations because they don't know how to campaign against them. You got to know how to campaign against your imaginations. You got to learn how to campaign against other people's assignments over your life. Use God's word in your life. Take dominion over vain imaginations. Avoid other people's imaginations. And do not try to come back thoughts with thoughts. Some folk can outthink you. They can outtalk you. So don't come back with come back with thoughts and thoughts and words and words and my left fist and your right fist. No, the devil is a liar. Pull that thing down and rebuke it in the name of Jesus. Everything that will exalt itself. Hallelujah. Against whatever God is trying to do, use the word of God. All right, use the word of God. And your spiritual authority. Walk in your spiritual authority. I've given you power. Power. You shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost has come upon you. I give you power to tread on serpents and walk on scorpions and drink deadly poison when you don't know it. And it won't even harm you. Walk in your spiritual authority. Take everything, not like God, captive. I don't know what you need to take captive tonight. I'm done. I don't know what you need to take captive tonight. But take take it. Bind it up. Put some chains on it. Put ropes on it. enough is enough. I'm going to walk into freedom. Where would he have set me free? I'm not going to be entangled again with the yoke of bondage. Bondage can be anything. It can be fear. It can be confusion. Come on here. It can be trouble. Whatever's got your spirit bound. Use your spiritual authority. Bind it up. Chain it up. I ain't going to let these thoughts keep on going through my mind like this. Devil, you a liar. Walk in your authority and let God set you free. Because whom the Son has set free, guess what? You're free indeed. All right, I know I gave y'all a lot tonight, but just chew on it. Just chew on it. Just chew on it. Watch the whispers in your ear. (laughs) They come in many forms, shapes, and fashions. (laughs) All right. It's not always sound. You may not even hear it. You may not even hear it. Somebody could speak it from another city, another state. (laughs) But rebuke that assignment. And I rebuke every assignment that's not like God that would come up against the people of God. I rebuke it in the name of Jesus. And I plead the blood of Jesus against it. I plead it right now in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. All confusion I rebuke. I send it back to the pits of hell. All chaos. All trouble. Hallelujah. I send it back to the pits of hell. Because God has given me the authority to do it. And he's given you the authority to do it. Walk in that authority. We ought to walk around your house tonight before you go to bed. Come on here somebody. Put them demons out. Open up that front door and say, you demon, you got to get out. Come on here, somebody, because God's giving you that spiritual authority in order.